Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Alex Lewis. This week, let's talk about jobs and how daunting and fraught with anxiety and dissatisfaction the job market can be here in Taiwan. How unrealistic expectations from both prospective employees and employers lead to constant disappointment. How a sense of ennui blankets over you when you look for information about starting salary, work hours, qualifications—you name it. Now let's talk about All Hands Taiwan, an initiative serving the job-seeking and hiring communities in Taiwan by making valuable information, advice, and resources available and accessible. All Hands Taiwan is created by John Mern, my guest for today. John Mern from All Hands, how are you doing? Great, thank you for having me. Of course, thanks for coming in.、Uh, so, could you please explain what All Hands is? Currently, All Hands is aspiring to be the best professional and peer-to-peer network in Taiwan.、Um, we're trying to create a platform for people to come together, learn from one another, share experiences, and also find a sense of professional community where they can. Uh, get answers to questions that are hard for them to find, and also feel like they're not in it alone. Because I think a lot of people feel like it's harder than they expected, and they don't understand that it is that hard in Taiwan. Okay,、uh, so yeah, tell me like how you got that sense. You know how you came up with the idea of all hands.、Uh, like、mm-hmm. how did you see that need? Sure, I've been in Taiwan off and on about eight years out of the last eleven, and for that whole time. I spent the first two years teaching, but the rest of the time I've been writing or in marketing, and very consistently、uh, since I got out of teaching, I've heard people ask genuinely, "How did you get into that? How did you change your job? How did you move from teaching to another profession?" And it kind of rang true with me that I've still been hearing it, especially in the last two years, where. You do look around. You see a few more resources, and when I say few more resources, unfortunately, it basically means Facebook job boards. But that's kind of been the great leap forward, actually. If you really look at it, the Facebook job boards are the only real resource that's evolved in the past, basically, decade for foreigners. So between being asked by people the same question for years and years and years, and also looking at Facebook job boards, which could be so much better as resources for people, I just feel like. The professional communities, especially among foreigners, are highly underserved.、Uh, yeah, I agree with you that、um, it's really only just the Facebook job boards, and I guess like 104. But, but a lot、I、of people still struggle to navigate 104. Their UI is all in Chinese, even though you can put everything in in English. You might need somebody to help you navigate that. And who specifically asks you these questions? Is it mostly foreigners, or just anybody who just like is、uh, interested in having a job like you? You're able to get. I would say I get that question basically from foreigners. I mean,、mm-hmm. Taiwanese when they ask that when they ask that kind of stuff, it seems more out of genuine curiosity than it is a, a like a personal, you know, that they're in that、personal、situation.、Interest. Yeah, exactly.、Right. Okay. Yeah, it would be kind of like, oh, you're you know a foreigner here working in another market other than education. Right. All hands just started or recently, right?、Mm-hmm. So、uh, let's put down the、uh, six month plan, one year plan. Like, what's your growth? What do you want to do? Ah, man, I'm not one of those people in my personal life, and I haven't managed to be one of those people yet for all hands. But I'll do my best. Okay.、Uh, <laughs> all right. We got about eight eight weeks of blog in the bank at this point,、mm-hmm. and、um, so just to to also let you know about who All Hands is,、uh, I All Hands was my concept, so I guess I'm the founder.、Um, I do work closely、uh, with another guy named Danny,、um, but really it's just a two man show. So. For now,、um, we're more worried about quickly becoming overwhelmed by ideas from the com- from the community because there is a lot of need、um, than we are 
uh, trying to roadmap it because I think, you know, I'm in my middle 30s, which makes me a lot older than most of the job seekers in Taiwan. So if I were to kind of come out and lay down a roadmap, there's a real good chance that I would be missing a lot of the nuances or needs of the majority of the job seeking community. So for now, we're trying to get our first four events in the bank. The first one is on uh, January 9th at the Red Room. And uh, so we'll get in two before Chinese New Year and two after. And then uh, after that, well, I suppose before we get through all four, we'll start to evaluate the kinds of information we're getting from the community. What kinds of topics of events do people want to have? Uh, what do people expect to get out of them? And that way, we'll hopefully continue to guide in tandem with the community. It's not that we want to be totally in control, and it's certainly not that we want to get out of touch. How has the feedback been so far, uh, and how receptive has your audience been? We have been blown away. Uh, I mean, I'm talking to you before we've had our first event. And the original concept was that let's have some panel events and make it accessible to people. And I got convinced to put up a blog. So, uh, you know, I'm talking on ICRT today. I've been contacted by no less than five other organizations, whether they're entrepreneurial or uh, incubators or uh, Taiwanese professional organizations because of the blog um, that I've got running now and because I link to their sites and they're looking at their traffic and they're saying, well, well, there's a bunch of people clicking through to our website from this website. What's that? So I've been having coffees and beers and getting to know different people. And two weeks ago, we did get to speak as guests at the Future Word Forum and uh, that was really mind-blowing. We filled the room, which uh, were the first event ever there to fill the room, and uh, people were immensely receptive. We had multiple people immediately say, I'd like to volunteer. How can I help? And uh, again, we're just a two-man show, so we don't even know how to let other people help yet. You know. Right. So the fact that other organizations are asking about how to partner with us, the fact that I'm talking to you today, and the fact that there's people already eager to contribute is really... It's really flattering, and it's also a little bit daunting. We're hoping that we can keep up with, mm. uh, you know, the little spark that we're starting here. Yeah, you got to live up to that potential, actually. Yeah. Uh, so what kind of content do you have on your blog? So I really, again, small show. I just kind of started out by putting down a few ideas that I thought haven't been spoken to online. So I started out with the basics, you know, tips for using the Facebook groups in Taiwan, which... It can be a touchy place. I've got friends who swear them off because they think that the vibe is bad and the, the number of jobs there isn't good enough to justify being there, right? We've got pieces about uh, understanding the market as far as how much should you expect to be paid because um, there's a disproportionate understanding of salary when people come in and work at bushy bonds. Um, and that's not to say anything negative about teaching or bushy bonds. It's just a simple fact that in Taiwan, it pays very well. So for most other professions, unless it's a highly skilled position, entry-level positions are going to pay less. And people are frustrated by that. They struggled. The market didn't make sense to them in that way because they arrived. They got a job probably pretty easily. It paid great. Now they want to do something that may be more meaningful or valuable to them. But when they look outside of what they're doing now, uh, they're probably going to be asked to take a pay cut and have other stipulations in their workplace that they're not used to right now. A lot of it right now is kind of just educating yeah. the public here. And I'm also doing a monthly events roundup because I thought, you know, there was none of that going on either. I'm a social person. I like to network a lot. My career is based on networking. And so I'm always looking for what's going on. But I realize there's not 
a roundup. You know, there used to be something in Taiwan called Gig Guide, and that was one guy started going around and putting all the music shows on his website, and you could go there and find it and see what was coming up. And that was great because before he did that, you would miss major shows that you just didn't know were coming. There was no way to find it, or you didn't see the poster, and you missed it, right?、Mm -hmm. And Gig Guide became a big thing, but again, it also it went away because the community wasn't thankful enough of it, right?、Mm -hmm. And、uh, so there were photographers involved, and people got involved, but it was hard for them to make that sustainable. So I'm also trying to find ways. To make our messaging more sustainable, and so I'm going out and putting together lists of networking events, primarily in English or mixed language, cross industry. So,、mm -hmm. of course, there's a lot of tech industry stuff of all stripes. There's a number of、uh, startup organizations in Taiwan right now. The universities have events. I've put up events so far about doing fitness together and meeting other professionals,、uh, theater workshops. Uh, music making workshops, so whatever I can really find to scrap together, because I just feel that there is nowhere for people to look, and、mm -hmm. all of us as a community have been missing out on too many opportunities for too long. Yeah, absolutely. And going around, like, how accessible are these places? Like, is it really easy to find this information? You just have to kind of put in the legwork. It's pretty easy. I mean,、yeah. quite a lot of it is on Facebook, right? Facebook,、mm -hmm. Meetup dot com, LinkedIn, but events are not really on LinkedIn.、Yeah. Um, But yeah, I do a lot of hustling on Facebook, and then I look at if my friends are going to an event. I pay attention to that in my feed. If I if I look at an interesting event, I look in the sidebar because Facebook's recommending me five other events that I should look at. So, you know, in that respect, once I realized I was doing that for myself, and we started writing this blog to help other people and do networking, it kind of became like, well, that's an easy blog post for me if I put in the time to collect them. It's a useful resource for、You're, people. You already did the work. Might、yeah. as well put it out there. Yeah. Okay. So, what's your ideal version of all hands? Because right now I'm hearing like one, it's a platform, and, and, that, and that's kind of what I see. But、mm -hmm. also, you want to have networking gatherings. You want to have a place where people can go to find out about networking gatherings that you put on or elsewhere about events and everything. So, what is like the ideal version? And you know, I guess just idealized growth. What would it be? Um, I think the highest ideal that I could achieve is that, that all hands could achieve in my eyes would be that as a community we're able to not only serve job seekers and other professionals and their networking needs, but also that we could come together and do other things,、uh, whether it's educationally or professionally. I would be really proud if、uh, someday we could develop a scholarship fund or work with universities to provide, whether it's real skills or. Market information that students who are studying here and want to stay in Taiwan don't know. I think、um, that would make me really proud, and I think that that would also kind of show a kind of necessary、um, coming together of a certain group of professionals and a, and a kind of community that believes in things. Yeah, because right now I guess you see very fractured communities, or very kind of like. <laughs> Very siloed, right?、Yep. You know, if you're into this, then that's your community, and something like that. Exactly. Very industry specific. There are a ton of good events out there. I'm not, I'm not starting events because there's no good events. But one of the reasons I'm doing the monthly roundup is because there are plenty of good events. But it is true that many of them are highly specific, whether it's education or Internet of Things or startup incubator, whatever it is.、Mm -hmm. How much time do you invest in working in all hands?、Uh, because、uh, you have a Full time job as well. I do.、Um, 
Well, I haven't tried to document it, but I would say that at this point, I've got to be putting in at least 10 to 12 hours a week. And Danny, who's helping me, is also putting in a number of hours a week. And that time currently is spent between blogging, uh, networking, going to events, setting up meetings, um, because uh, for our events, they'll be panel style. So I'm having to meet with each potential panelist one-on-one because I need to sell them on what All Hands is and, and hope that they'll be into contributing to that and uh you know then also i'm meeting with venues i'm trying to pick dates and schedule i have a graphic designer who supports us so i also am writing creative briefs about you know our posters our event images uh website that kind of stuff so um yeah i would say i'm easily doing 10 or 12 hours a week and down the road how do you envision yourself monetizing or would do you want to monetize all hands that's something that um we're really going back and forth on right now i mm-hmm. think uh well at the moment i've put plenty of money out of my pocket already so it would be <laughs> all right with me to get in the black <laughs> yeah but uh i didn't start this with a big idea about whether it could make money or not and it's quickly become clear that there could be potential money-making things. You know, if if we can leverage our audience, for example, we could try and put together foreigner-specific job fairs where companies that need to target this audience will want to pay to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's possible that we could do bigger workshops, you know, um, resume building workshops, things like that to monetize. Um, but, you know, it's really hard to say. One, just to give you an anecdote about, like, where the uh, how how far ranging the ideas are at our at our event at Future Word, someone raised their hand at the end, and he just said point blank, "How far is all hands willing to go? Are you guys mm-hmm. going to build an app? Are you going to build a job board? Are you going to make a membership website where people can add value to their profile and where they can have a real chance to get in touch with companies and not have to wonder if they leave a." a response on a social media site if the company's actually going to get back to them or you know uh and and that was that was really eye opening to hear you know mm-hmm. that it's not just the response from the audience is, is not always just like this is great I'd like to help but sometimes some of those people also are like how much are you going to do how much can you do yeah what's because, your vision basically yeah like? and uh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we've been kind of biting the end of the pencils and 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 mm-hmm. trying to trying to sort that out but i think we do need to also spend some time letting the community give us a lot of feedback on this because danny and i each have vastly different journeys from teaching into other work and and almost every single other individual i know in taiwan has has had their own journey and so that also means that the people who are job seekers now are dealing with their own kinds of struggles and needs and so uh it would be short-sighted of us to try to plan something without um, making sure that we're listening to what's going on in the community. Yeah, this is for the community, so you really got to listen. Otherwise, it'd just be like a cash grab or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. do that. And I think no. the best ideas come from, you know, not The hive money. mind, right? right. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's also kind of the approach we're taking with our events. Um at present, our events are all going to be planned to be panels, and they're going to be real people, and whatever the theme is, that's what those three or four or five people will be uh, will have experience in, and but different experiences. And the main point of that is to spend about an hour in discussion 
in a way that will then stimulate a valuable Q&A and networking for the audience. Because what I would say, back to your point about, you know, the vision, the short-term vision for us or the sh- one of the short-term goals is really to make the the room as valuable as the panel. So make the every potential sh- handshake that you have in that room could turn into something for you, right? Which doesn't mean that the room is full of employers. It could just mean someone who's a mentor or mm-hmm. you, you're a UI designer. You haven't met any mobile engineers. You meet an iOS engineer. You guys have an idea you want to work on. Boom, you just found a project, mm-hmm. right? So we do definitely want to avoid the idea. And that's one of the things that I said to my fiance when we started this is that I don't want to be seen as an expert because I'm not. I haven't studied this community. I don't know statistics. I don't work closely with the Taiwan government. I just know what I've been hearing for years and what I see online. And that has inspired me to want to start something positive. So when we have a panel, the idea is to kind of create discussion among real people that the people in the audience can see as peers or maybe people who might be a couple years ahead of them in the industry that they might want to work in. But the point being, we want to maintain that accessibility. Like the resources in Taiwan need to be accessible, right? There are executives that get flown here and live in walled houses in Tianmu and they have drivers and they never experience living in Taiwan in the same way that many of us do. Mm-hmm. Now the majority of foreigners who are going to work in Taiwan are going to land here and study or work as a teacher first. And that means that those people have to figure out how to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And point B for all of them are going to be different. So that's why increasing the network for everybody is a great benefit to everybody. Absolutely. What kind of panelists have you uh, have you gotten like for, sure. the, for the Future Word one? Yeah. Uh, well, the Future Word one was just us, Danny and myself talking. So oh, interesting. at the Future okay. Word event, Danny talked kind of uh, the the theme was pers- perspectives on foreigner employability, which sounds a bit stuffy, but uh, essentially um, because Danny's day job works with placing paid interns from Europe in Taiwan, um, he spoke about the current situation from. Uh, from a hiring perspective, from a company's perspective. Kind of like a competitiveness perspective, well, maybe? maybe, but also kind of um, trying to share what companies, how companies perceive foreigners and how companies mm-hmm. perceive the salaries that foreigners expect or the fact that many HR people are just flat out unprepared to hire foreigners. They don't know. They don't know how to do ARC paperwork. They don't know how to get a work visa. They've never worked with the immigration office, etc., and then on the second half, my part of the speech was from the employee perspective. So um, as I was telling you before we got started, you know, I taught in a high school here. I have freelanced. Um, I've worked in marketing. I've worked in ad agencies. And uh, I've had the fortunate, uh, for better or worse, I've had the fortune to have, you know, kind of made my own way as a freelancer, um, had to do my own job hunts multiple times, and now I've even been headhunted, which I think is a really valuable experience. And so mm-hmm. um, that was my perspective on the future word one. But back to your point about the panelists. Uh, the panelists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for our first event, um, the panel is going to be people who used to be teachers and have a different job now. Right. right. So I'll be Excellent. hosting. I'll be hosting the panel. Uh, I used to be a teacher. Now I'm a marketer, professional marketer, marketing manager. Um, the other panelists will be um, one is a recruiter, a headhunter. He's a Scottish guy. He lived in China. Now he moved to Taiwan. Um, then we have a fashion stylist. She is Canadian, and she works on some 
pretty famous people from time to time, but she also does all different kinds of fashion styling, like private uh, closet consultations and things like that, weddings. And the third, the fourth is a fitness instructor. So she was teaching for a long time, and she really enjoyed her own fitness routine, and then she found a brand that she liked working with. She became certified, and now she's got her own thing. So, you know, the four of us have come, again, from very different – it's been – a different path for all of us. And so being able to share those perspectives on stage together and also being able to be available as a Q&A to everyone in the room, I hope will show a really show that there's a really accessible, um, you know, pool of knowledge. But if we don't have this kind of event or if we don't bring people together, then we're just going to continue to keep hearing the same questions and people being like, how did you get that? How do I do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I have two questions to, to add on to that. Uh, sure. First, can you tell me the info about uh, the event? Sure. Uh, so the first event uh, will be January 9th at Red Room. We're having it in the evening because we do know that lots of teachers work into the evening. So uh, the panel will actually start at 8. Uh, the doors will be at 730. Um, it's going to be uh, 300 NT. Uh, and that includes a beer or a beverage. Uh, Red Room will be serving beer and beverages at their bar as well. So the panel will go on for about one hour, and then we hope to have an open Q&A and networking for uh, as long as people like until they kick us out. And uh, will you be taping or recording this in any way and kind of have a place to, to put it up like YouTube or something like that? We're still in discussion about that. There certainly will be a photographer and a videographer in place. Um, we haven't yet figured out if we'd like to do the full video Um, but we are interested in trying to cut up some of the most interesting sound bites and highlight you know what kinds of q a and what kind of audience interaction there is yeah okay awesome man very cool is there anything else that you want to talk about that i haven't touched on um sure i would there's one other thing uh, which is that this is the the all hands platform is not only about job seekers and professionals it's also uh relevant for entrepreneurs um Right now, Taiwan, especially Taipei, has experienced a boom in incubators, startup incubators. So these are for companies that have gotten off the ground, that have something promising. Many of them already have a round of funding. So we're talking about companies that have hundreds of thousands of dollars or even a million or more in funding. Um, But I also noticed as part of my seeking and my approach to trying to understand the market here, there are a lot of small foreign businesses that are kind of one-man shows or even just a few people. And um, there's a lot of people who are teaching or students now or even doing a different professional job that they would like to do that. So um, actually our second event, and I'm sure a number of future events, will be focused on these small entrepreneurs. So for the second event, again, it will be January 24th, also at Red Room and also at eight in the evening. And uh, the panel for that night will be, um, again, very diverse. We've got... Uh, one guy who's been here a long time, about eight or nine years, and he has, uh, I guess you call it a consulting company. They do business English classes. They do marketing. Um, they help with copywriting and materials. So they kind of do a number of services. A company started by two guys that are doing a lot of outdoor tours and trekking and hiking. We've got a really fascinating French woman who does a number of things, but one of the things she does is uh, – urban gardening consulting. So she's got a little company called uh, Concrete Garden. And uh, so, yeah, and their perspectives will be fascinating because they come from vastly different places. Mm -hmm. And I've sat down and talked to each of them. And that one's going to be really lively and fun because they're all just very, very different people. But um, Yeah. yeah, again, the point being, 
there are ways to start your own really small but successful business. And um, again, if you don't bump into that person, whether they have a cart in a night market or they have a consulting service, you might never get to ask them for tips or try to understand that they went through the same stuff you might be going through, you know, mm-hmm. or that they can give you a tip about your accountant that you never would have known or something like that, right? Yeah. Well, I wish you the best of luck. This sounds extremely, extremely necessary for this to happen. So uh, best of luck to you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All Hands Taiwan is having their inaugural event this Wednesday, January 9th at the Red Room. They also have a whole series of events planned going forward. Feel free to check out more information about the events on Facebook at All Hands Taiwan. Thanks to John for coming on the show, and thank you for listening to Taiwan Talk. I'm Alex Lewis. (laughs) 